What's up? This is a special edition of Marsha's Plate where we review the show Pose on FX. All right? Uh, what Diana say? Don't call the doctor. Don't call the mama. Don't call the preacher. Welcome back to Marsha's Plate. Make sure if you join the conversation, you hashtag Marsha's Plate and pose FX. Um, we're going to cover a lot of topics. This episode was really deep, um, heartfelt. So if you hear us talking about anything and you have something to add, make sure you hashtag us. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. We are under... M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Hashtag us. We don't care if you agree or disagree. We just want to hear your opinion. So, you know, come join the conversation. What's up? We on episode five. Are you guys excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited. So let's get into it. All right. So this episode starts off with Blanca walking her first ball and where she meets Electra. With to to the wonderful music of Evelyn Champagne. Oh, you make my love come down. Yes. <laughs> That is my job. The good thing about this show is the music. The music is sexy. Yes. (laughs) I'm getting my life. It's so appropriate. This actually, I'm saying the music is great because all the music has been on point in regards to when, from when um, Stan and Angel had their first little sex capade and Janet was coming on. Oh, girl. You know. (laughs) Let's just wait a while. Yes. Oh. <laughs> she kills me trying to be classy, bitch. And then the music like, girl, we do not need Janet. I live. That was 60. Then, actually, this is the first episode where there was a musical moment that I was like, mm, I think there should have been a better song, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, <laughs> we just God. got through talking about it, but I'll bring it up later. Anyway, so Blanca walks her first ball in this motherfucking 1987 Senorita Pink dress. Yes. <laughs> I was about to make some commentary, but I don't want to be like. <laughs> I don't want to seem be... a little racist. Yeah, seem a little racist, but it's real. Yeah, she was looking very kissy at Yeah, she was looking like, you know, I just. Looking for Mm-mm. me, abuela. <laughs> no, thank you. Have you seen her? <laughs> she was walking as a free agent. Um, Good old 007. With her shaking. Yes, 007. Um, 007 is a term for somebody who is not in the house. Right. Who is walking a category, you a, know. A free agent. Free agent. So it's 007, like um, James Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I was, um, a, I was a 007 for a long time. Me too. For a while. One thing about this particular um, scene that kind of stood out to me is how the ball scene really thickens your skin and prepares you for the world. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of reminds me, it, what I think, it's not reminds me, it's not like I've been a model, but it reminds me of like the modeling industry. When you talk to models, they say you gotta get a thick skin because- or Acting you, too. Or, or acting, because yeah. you're rejected a lot more yeah. than you are, you know, said yes to. Yeah. So you have to get a thick skin and not take everything so personally and be ready to be read, cause honey, Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you come up there looking at the rest of the girls, it's going to read you. But I think that's the gay LGBT culture anyway, mm-hmm. because, you know, we're real uh, catty, catty. We do, we don't because we grew up in a bully culture. We learn how to be quick witted and read quickly. That, and that's the same that goes for I think that goes for anybody that's picked on. That goes for fat, fat people, people, ugly people. Yeah. That those are the fat people gonna read you the best, ugly people gonna read you the best, uh-huh. gay people gonna read you the best. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, maybe dark skinned people too. Yeah. I mean yeah. But yeah. yeah. depending. They're gonna be thick skinned about their skin because they didn't been called a tar baby or whatever right african booty scratches something right. silly like uh-huh. that so they're ready that shit don't get to them because they don't hurt it so much mm-hmm. and then us uh, high yellow um <laughs> casper i've been called casper or something have you ever, have you ever had people call you something um or a mutt or a half breed oh yeah i get called that yeah um sand nigger all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so people, I get I get shit that don't even apply though. Like yeah, people, they who call think me, that you something. Yeah, and not. call me Spicks and shit. Like I'm, I'm not like even what? Hispanic. <laughs> I'm like what? Okay, okay, girl. Because yeah. you're making an assumption. But yeah. I think anybody who's marginalized, they always, um, if you got that spirit, because I've seen people who just don't have a reading spirit. Yeah, and they just don't. Um, they don't play the dozens or um, engage like that. But if you have that spunk in you, that fighter, rebellious type of personality, you learn how to read. Mm-hmm. You learn how to um, defend yourself verbally, especially if you've been small and you've been bullied by the bigger bigger boys or bigger girls. You learn how to use your mouthpiece to <laughs> chop them on down. Yeah. <laughs> I think. So the ball scene definitely um, thickens your skin. What happens next? Um, Electra has a um, diner moment with Blanca because this is when they meet at this ball. So of course she gets, um, she doesn't get no tens, but she don't get the lowest score, but she doesn't get her tens. And um, Electra takes Blanca out to eat for the first time, and you see this, um, I guess this mother finally a soft motherly. Um, protective Electra, right? You know, because she was the little, the fem, uh, the other fem queens who were a little bit more advanced than Blanca was reading her outside of the ball, mm-hmm. and um, Electra comes in and you know defenders and read the girls and send them about their way, <laughs> and I think it was it was a cute contrast to who she is now, in regards to you know she's kind of a tough cookie and using and exploitive and right. Um, you know, but this particular scene, she was protecting her and then took her home and, you know, kind of took her under the wing. I don't know. It's like sometimes it's like 
it, it feels like you kind of see yourself being like angry with Electra, but then in a, like another scene, you're like she's p- tugging on those heartstrings, and then you're like, oh, she did this, oh how nice. So mm. it's like I don't know, it's kind of like a, a a yo-yo effect, like a like do like up and down. I think she's always been the villain. It it wasn't until these past couple of episodes that you kind of got to see her, uh-huh. you know. But we and we also know why Electra is Electra. Like we we kind of know why she puts value in capitalistic and materialistic things. Mm-hmm. We know um because she's had this privileged life for this long, um, with this great lucked up and got this great sugar daddy. She could always put herself on a pedestal. And you know, Blanca told us early on, we gotta have some somebody has to have to have somebody to look down on. Mm-hmm. And so being in this penthouse, this lovely penthouse with this view, always got this man that's been taking care of her. So she's always been in a position to look down on the girls um, and be kind of far removed for a long period of time. Right. So where we see her now in the 80s from where she was in the early 80s, you know, she probably had just got out of that struggle when she met Blanca. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because she had been with him for 10 years. So she probably had just met him, just got into her coins, you know, just used to that. So just gotten off the street. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Just gotten off the struggle. Because she told him that, um, you know, you think I just woke up like this? I didn't just woke up like this. I fought for this. Yeah, so you're basically saying that, like, that's why she more, you know. tough. Well, no, more more like um, open to coming to her Blanca's defense, right? Because she 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 wasn't as far removed as she is now. Yeah, and this just me making speculation on a yeah no I had character. yeah cause I hadn't even thought about it like that. I was just like, oh yeah, like if you really do go back, because it was in eighty two, right? So it was this was you know a little mm-hmm. pro, a little before so. And this is eighty what eighty eight? I think eighty eight. Eighty eight. So that's the six years. Yeah, that's a long time. You know, she had been with him for four years. She had been with him for ten years up to this point so she at that point she had only been with him three to four years yeah just a couple years which is just like so you just got your sugar daddy you just got this luxury you were struggling before this mm-hmm. you know because she said it she said i worked hard for this I, and, and think about being a trans woman in the late 70s because if she's had started if she was with him for four years that was like 78 if this was 82 that was like 78 a trans woman in the 78? <laughs> oh, why why your face look like that? Because I can just see how difficult that is. <laughs> That's crazy. What's, why would it be so difficult? Because it wouldn't be like good hormones or just society? Um, Society, access to hormones, access to doctors who will give you hormones. As a, as a poor black trans woman, um... It's, I can see it just being so. What do you think horrible. Blanca and then we're doing? Um, this later on. Um, I think it's a little bit more access. You mean in '88? In '88, oh, yeah. Okay. I think it's a little bit more access, but '78, bitch. Oh yeah. I don't know. Is. It seemed. I know when I talk to old heads, they like you know it just was a different time, honey. <laughs> what does that mean though? Time. Like, um, it wasn't as progressive as we as we are now. Like this whole scene. No, so I'm saying, like you asked her, you said so, like you asked her, 
well, how do you guys get your hormones back in those times? And they say, well, it was just a different time. And like, does that just mean like, oh, there were some people who don't have access? Yeah, to Yeah, so that, that just means oh, we just don't have them. We just don't have them. No, some people don't. You had to be a certain. You had to a- have access to a certain medical person to get them. Oh, that would have been so bad. Yeah. Um. What else? Electrolysis. Like electrolysis, I don't, I don't know the history of electrolysis, but I know it ain't where it was now. It's barely sickening now in 2018. Mm. <laughs> so I can only imagine what it was doing in '78. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, just like, um, it's just advancements in regards to like surgeries, advancement of tech, technology. It wasn't really advanced. Yeah. And one, nobody really giving a fuck about trans women like they are today, where people are really going into an expertise of dealing with trans women and um, hormones. And I would feel kind of jaded if I was an older girl. Now? Yeah. See, I wouldn't. I would feel like, you know, I, I would feel like a fucking elder. Like, I paved the way for you bitches. Enjoy. Oh, I would feel like <laughs> that, too. But I would just be like, man, like, I wish it was kind of like this when I was a... Yeah. A PYT. Yeah. Pretty young Senza. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty young thing, baby. <laughs> That's me just grasping straws at um, Electra's past and history. You know, just trying to see what turned her into this hard bitch that she is today. Yeah, just. But I think it's the sit- sitting in the lap of luxury and being able to pooch. Yeah, when you're in that space for that long of a time, you get. I think you would get like that if you, if you're that type of personality. Yeah. So what's next? Um. Well, on my list. Um. Well, I wanted to just say that, like, uh, I just find myself thinking, like, whenever Blanca, she's, I, I noticed that she oftentimes is put in situations that are like, I, I guess for lack of a better word, late, you know, like mm-hmm. she gets read for her look, you know, like when she walked, like, like when she went out there to walk the ball for the first time and she was looking kind of late. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you could kind of tell, you know, you could see it on her face, you know, she was nervous and she like, oh, this is kind of late. And but I'm just going to put through. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, but I'm here. I may be a brick and it, it what it is, is. The success is me doing this. Right. And I think that's the difference a lot of people don't understand. They think the goal, the success is the winning the trophy. Absolutely the success is winning the trophy. But at this stage in your ball career or whatever, mm-hmm. the success is me just getting out here in front of these people. Right. Cause you're and so, it, oh, on the God. chopping block. It's, you're just so nervous. So invulnerable. Yeah, just to get picked apart by a bunch of shady-ass strangers. Or, right. you know... It's just that I am sitting here like I finally got the courage to walk through this. And can you just give me my scores? That's right. exactly what she said. <laughs> she was like, that's fine. Can you can you give me my scores, please? I didn't expect to win. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I know who I'm coming up against. Look at these bitches with all their things. <laughs> I didn't expect to <laughs> all win. of their things. <laughs> but I'm here and I'm walking finally. And these lights is fucking warm. Feels nice right Feels here. Feels nice right here. <laughs> Thank you. Scores, please. Scores. I, I enjoyed that about her. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it just uh, it's like it just oh, it just tugs at my heartstrings. A yeah. Bit. All, a lot of her scenes do that. I love that when the girls was reading her, 
one of my favorite little it's a little bitty moment where Blanca was like, Oh, them sounds like fighting words. You wanna brawl? You wanna brawl? And the other girl, as fish as he was, boy bring it. Boy bring it, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> and they was ready to twirl. So I love that. So Blanca, it, it the scene goes to Blanca cleaning up the house. Um, I put in my notes Blanca in the house of the Mitfit misfit toys. So why I said that? Have you do you know the reference? What I'm referencing? Have you? Um, yeah. The Misfit Toys, the Christmas movie. Yeah, the special where the, yeah the Isle of Misfit Toys. Yeah, so this that's what it reminds me of. Like all these children she have accumulated oh, from the street that were broken broken that were children. broken children and it just made me think of the island of misfit toys i didn't know if you was gonna oh. get that reference and oh i always watched that <laughs> like, that was a christmas yes classic. when i was little yes anyway. yeah that was a christmas <laughs> classic so um and she was walking around cleaning up and she's trying to get them to clean up so we all know if you're living with people you don't want to be nobody made and um, Poppy just dusted, I guess, the floors and not the counters. <laughs> he, He's like, he, oh. He dusted, dusted. That's what he does. <laughs> yes, he dusted, dusting down. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> so um, she's trying to get them to clean up. She goes in Angel's room, and Angel's room is clean, but she this bitch just stuffed everything in the closet. I done did that before. <laughs> uh, efficiency, baby. I'm efficient. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she also has a conversation about, bitch, why are you back here? This hole in the wall, and you got the luxury apartment in the sky, George Jefferson type of tease with your husband. Baby, because who would because who would be back at the penthouse? <laughs> it's me. Me. <laughs> baby. Because, baby, I kick you out, but I'm still gonna be sitting up in Just hit moment. number ten. It says Angel, press that mm-hmm. button. That's mine. <laughs> mine. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so she has a conversation with him, and I guess Angel has this ridiculous idea that this is gonna make him commit. Oh, he's gonna miss me so much. Oh, you know, I used to think like that when I was like in my like eighteen like blah can speak. When I was like eighteen, nineteen, up until I was like maybe like twenty six or like twenty seven, I used to think like that, like, oh, I'm gonna make him miss me. He's gonna miss me so much and I'm gonna stop talking to him or I'm gonna go like I A would, married man. Like I would leave like good situations. Oh well A married man. Well, sometimes they have girlfriends. But Child. I just never felt like that was a good strategy. <laughs> well, I don't know why I thought it was, and it never really worked. It never really worked. <laughs> like that just didn't seem like it would work. Yeah, like I don't know, but yeah, that's that's what that makes me. Especially me, me think putting of. myself in a more uncomfortable situation. I know it's the worst thing in the world. It's like, like no, it's like you doing all this suffering for no reason, and it ain't working. Right, it's not working. <laughs> No, 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 no. So in that moment, um, oh, I love when Angel told Poppy, because this was so 80s. Um, this is an A and B conversation. So, so see, see your, your way, way out. out. <laughs> it's so 80s high school. <laughs> and, so. you know, I thought I, I thought that came in the 90s or whenever. Mm-mm, that was like some 80s. But that's even older than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um. In that moment, there t- um, Angel and Poppy is talking in the room, just whispering or whatever, and she, the phone rings, and Blanca goes to the phone, and you hear her scream, and all the kids run in the room, and she is on the floor, 
crying and Blanca finds out that her mother dies. Yeah. Horrible, horrible news. So she goes to visit her sister in her sister's apartment about her mom's death. Her sister, um, and at this point you learn that she's been out of their circle, their family circle for a long period of time. Um, and then Blanca asked her, like, why you didn't tell me that mommy died? Like, why didn't you, I've sent you letters with my number in it, my location, you know, why didn't you tell me? And the sister gave some bullshit as excuse. And um, the sister asked her, she got kind of mad and raised her voice and was like, I don't know who you are. How do I explain to a 10 year old that her uncle is gay and running around in women's clothes? Mm -hmm. For me, I, I hate this kind of conversation because first of all, we know children come like without any judgment. You tell the kids how, whatever you want to tell them, this is your auntie and they're just going to run with it. Mm -hmm. You are the one who got the adult <laughs> problematic mind. Right. It's not the kids. So don't sit here and act like, oh, how do I explain it to the kids? <laughs> oh, what is this going to do to the kids? Kids understand shit. Kids are not, they don't have this built up hate, built up um, until you teach it to them. Right. They don't have that. Yeah. So you can just tell them. Yeah, you can just tell them and have a um, have a conversation with them, and you don't even got, even got to go in fucking detail. So I thought that that was interesting, and then how she was saying, "I don't know who you are." Like I'm like like for some reason, people think that um, transitioning changes who you are. Like like oh my god, I'm a whole different person. No, I'm just presenting, and I'm still the same person. I'm just getting my outside to match my inside. Right. I'm still the same person. I'm just presenting in a different way that you didn't expect me to or didn't want me to or whatever. But that's really just them, I think, being – I think it's just kind of them being a little selfish. Like, you're just kind of shattering – you just kind of make – you know, you're removing their comfortability and their familiarity, their familiarity mm -hmm. you know, to, to, you know. I think that's what it is. And a lot of times when I think about parents who parents, siblings and other family members who just don't want to accept you, it's, it's they're trying to hold on to whatever that past dream or whatever that past image of who you were prior to transition or who they wanted you to be, that dream yeah. that they wanted you to be <laughs> and holding on to that. And so it takes a process of them getting in the program and some of them never do but it takes a process to let that dream die i think um and i think that's what um blanca's mother kind of even though she died we don't we didn't get to talk to her but yeah i would think that um you know some people just wish that they can make some changes or eventually that you will come around once you get out in the world you will come crawling back mm -hmm. but then they don't know that you find people like you and you find family and you find community that can destroy you or can heal you yeah um so um i love when she when the sister said i um i'll pray for you why because that's what they all christians muslims 
any like Abrahamic religion that you know values like prayer shit, they always throw it in your face like, um, you ain't really praying for me for my. Like you saying it, but right. you're not meaning oh, oh, it. Oh, okay. So you meant you liked it as in in that they put it in the script. Yeah, okay. Because um, I was like, cause not that's what liked I w- it, enjoyed. Oh it. yeah, because I was like, that's no. what I was thinking. I was like, girl. Oh what? no, Mm-mm. no. I liked it that they put it in the script because they oh, like okay, to use yeah. it. They like to say, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh like, yeah. Like, like you're not really praying for me to be well and be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> like no you're not you wishing that I you really hate it you're praying for my downfall you're praying for my downfall <laughs> and so you're not gonna sit on your knees and pray you're gonna pray against who I am you're gonna pray um, you're just gonna have negative thoughts you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna pray the gay out of me and or pray that I don't wanna you know go down this you know Pray where I'm not fucking going. Right. <laughs> so and then block and told her, bitch, save your prayers for a motherfucker who need it. Right. <laughs> Cause I don't. Wrong girl, baby. Wrong girl, boo boo. So pray tell and Blanca have a dinner when she when she leaves her sister's house. They have a dinner and they talk about how she misses her. Um and I, I can understand that because holding on to that you hold on to that parental bond because just like they have dreams about us. We have dreams about them too. Like mm-hmm. we have dreams about um, how our parents are connected in our lives as adults. You yeah. know, when we're children, we feel like we don't know where our life is going to go, but we feel like our parents are always going to be there when we're in good spirits with them, when we're in good, good community with them. But then as you grow into an adult and your adulthood grows out of their, out of this childish control that they have Mm -hmm. when your adulthood, you go in and you're going your own way. Um, sometimes what you want for yourself clashes with what they want for you. And it just, it just puts a strain. And that's not just, um, that's just not exclusive to us. I think that, you know, like if a, a teen mother getting pregnant, the mother had mother had a dream for you to go get married and find a husband and have a good baby daddy and da 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 da. But no, that's not how it went down. You got pregnant at sixteen and now you're in my house with a baby and I got to take you and care of you and your baby. That's all the way right, baby. You know, and so that's how it was with my <laughs> sister and my mom. The dream is different now, and we have to adjust, and it can put kind of um, restraints on the relationship. And so um, reconciling that, <clears throat> I think I think some people allow it to be reconciled and you kind of work around it and still build the relationship. It's just in a different capacity now. And yeah. then some people destroy it. Like uh-huh. some people turn you away, cut it off, or they're just not, un- they're just unhealthy people. I think some people have so many issues, whether your mom is bipolar or your mom is schizophrenic, your dad is alcoholic. They have something wrong with them Yeah, where it just, you can't, um, they're violent. You can't reconcile it. And so you have to go your own way as an adult and they have to go their own way. Yeah. Toxic, bad people. Yeah. Cause just because they're your parents doesn't mean they're good people. Yeah, and this is something that I, you know, I personally deal with. uh, Right. You know, so it's, uh, 
And you just have to, yeah, you just have to. And then a lot of times, some a lot of times people know that the people are bad for them, but it's just like they're comfortable with they're comfortable with the person regardless. They're comfortable being around the person in spite of you know A, B, and C. And I think that I think mothership, especially mothers, I think there's a certain level of romanticism around motherhood and relationships between mothers and their children that is unreal. Like, is they should always be... Like, it's always, oh, a motherly love is just strong yeah. and so more powerful. And you have this movie, kind of like you think... In my mind, it's almost like um, what you think about love relationships, like romantic love. <clears throat> but... Um, in movies, like when you see movies and how love plays out in movies, it's not really how it works in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's the same, the romanticism around a motherly love is the same thing. I think that there's this dream, and I and I think I fell victim to this too. There was a dream of how my mother was. Mm-hmm. Because when I when I was younger, she was like this perfect mother. Like she, well, whatever my standard of motherhood was at the time, it was, she was always there for me. She was loving, she was affectionate. And then her addiction started and it changed Mm. it. um, And she was this in, because I had this ideal of her, this unrealistic ideal. And then she, but she's human. So she makes these mistakes. And so, I have to reconcile what I want her to be with what she is, which is a human being that has a past, that has some history, that has some trauma, that has some things that she is trying to self-medicate, that Mm. has some things that she is trying to deal with the best that she can. Um, And it took me a process to learn this. It took me a process to learn that um, my mom wasn't this perfect romantic ideal of motherhood this strong love because i remember when i was younger when i was like nine or ten i used to think that a mother's like i remember having a conversation with my mom about i was i was crying and we were going through our little situation and i was telling her like i don't understand how can you you have taught me that a mother's love is the strongest love and you're going to always be in my corner. You're going to always be there for me. And mother, a mother's love is the strongest love in the world. And I just had this, this what it is. So how can it not be stronger than those drugs? Like, and I remember thinking that, like, how can it not be stronger than, why, why is a drug so strong that it can't bring you back home? Why why are the drugs so strong that it can't make you stop doing them? Because when you think about because that's us. life, baby. Yeah, but I didn't know that at ten. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know the physical. Um, I didn't know the. I didn't know about addiction. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about um, f- the physicality of addiction. I didn't know. I didn't know anything. So I had to learn that my mother was human. She wasn't this idea of motherhood that I had. She was literally a human being living life just like I am. Yeah. Yep. You just got to, I guess what, 
let go of all your all what the uh, standards or the uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Mm. I think standards. Is yeah, just standards. I guess that you mm. set for certain people. Expectations. Expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think um. I, mm. I know things for me got a lot easier and a lot less stressful when I started doing that. It d- it still doesn't mean that I let you traumatize me though. Oh yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I th- I think that I had to learn the balance. I think I had to once I learned that okay, she is a human, and I have to um give her room to make her mistakes and grow, but I don't need to give her enough room to where it is harming me and yeah. causing me more trauma. And so I had to learn how to deal with my mother with a long handle spoon. Yeah. So that um, her addiction wouldn't cause us to the rift and gap between us to be deeper than what it was. How did we get to talking about addiction? Um, we're talking about mother. Oh, <laughs> and and being that my mother had a problem with addiction, that's what we were. Yeah, You're yeah, not following yeah. the conversation. No, I mean <laughs> <laughs> we kind of. <laughs> well, we talk about motherhood and how we deal with, um, you know, Blanca dealing with her mother's issues yeah. and your parents being human and not coming with instruction manuals and, you know, us ex- having expectations of our parents, just like they have expectations of us. And we're falling short of those expectations. Yeah. Yes. When Praytale had mentioned that he had, uh, wish he went to his dad's wedding. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, funeral. Sorry. Um, I had, I, I, yeah, I had felt that cause I kind of wish that sometimes. Yeah. Cause he was mentioning that to, for her to come conf- to convince her to go. Cause she yeah. wasn't going to go. To her mom's funeral. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's a, I, I don't know. That's a bad feeling to have, too. I don't like having that feeling. That you, a regret that you didn't go? Right, yeah. Um, Why didn't you go? Oh, well, I just couldn't afford it at the time. I had just moved into this expensive-ass apartment. Like, I literally was like, bro. So, and he died out of nowhere. My mm-hmm. dad just died, so had a heart attack. So, it was, uh, I couldn't go. And, um, yeah, it's just like, mm. You just kind of wish you went. I don't know. Just one of those little regrets. Oh, my God. I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So Stan's boss 
gets jaded because Stan gets a promotion. He hustled his way <laughs> to the top. He sure did, baby. He's like, he's in the, this is the second time he done been in the meters. Mr. <laughs> Trump showed up. And Mr. Trump showed up. He got a promotion and he got it in on the deal that his boss. On the um, Plaza Bank, baby. On the Plaza. And Trey was over it. You coming in on my coin, baby? You are taking my thing. Mother Dawson Creek was like, uh-uh. Jason Vanderbeek. Uh, Jason Vanderbeek, girl. <laughs> I don't know her name, but now I do. But I think it's Jason that's Mother Dawson. Yeah. Dawson Creek. <laughs> Miss Vanderbeek. <laughs> so I think it's naive for Stan to be playing like he don't know what he's doing. But I think there are some people out there where they're like, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to move up. I'm not trying to step on your toes, but I'm just working hard and I'm trying to move up. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's not strategic. I don't see. I mean, I think I can understand why what you know Dawson's Creek would be upset, Stan's boss. But I could, I would legitimately, you know, I could believe, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, move up and. Succeed. Right, I'm not trying to be behind it's you. It's no T. Right, you know? it's not anything against you. I still like you or as a yeah. friend or whatever, but. And a, and a mentor, and I respect you, but I'm trying to get coins too, just like you. But I think it's naive for him to not know that this is a snake. Yeah. I think it's naive for him, for him to know that, to think that there will be no consequence to. Well, I mean, baby, he already showed you what he was about when he popped up on Christmas. Well, he didn't know what happened. Pat, remember, Patty didn't tell him. Oh, but I don't, I don't know. Like that still would have it. That's. Man, I don't know. Like that still would have just not sat right with me. Your boss popping up with Christmas with gifts. I don't know. Christmas with gifts. He just came with gifts. From what Stan's point of view was. Now Stan did tell him, "Honey, don't pop up at my house." Yeah, like I, he felt something, but he didn't know exactly. Well, what. I don't know that, but that whole experience there would have like gave me pause to 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 think that he would be capable of some type of vindictive revenge or something. If some mm. if I did something he didn't like. So, mm. yeah, I, I, but I that's think, just how I think, though. Yeah, I think I think he he is naive to think that the boss was just going to be like, oh, congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, pray tell starts that they switch to a scene where pray tell is um, explaining the perfect 10 category. My favorite. So perfect 10, of course, as he explained, you have to be face, you have to be body, and you have to be real. Got to be real, you got to be real. <laughs> got to be real. So, um, and although this is the ball scene, and he's talking about the category, realness for a femme queen, that's her life. Yes. Do you pass, baby? It's like you gotta pass because it's it's a matter of survival. It's not just oh, I'm trying to win this trophy. It's I'm trying to get this job so I can eat. It's I'm trying to attract this this John so I can get some food to go to the diner and get me something to eat. Mm -hmm. It is I'm trying to walk down the street and not get bashed. Okay. It's or fucking oh. It's I'm trying to it's so many things that your passability is the key to getting you access to that if you don't have it, it is a life or death situation or joy and happiness, joy and happiness or sad and depressed situation. 
It's so many. That's like a serious quality of life thing. Yeah, it's a quality of life thing. So when people talk about um, how important um, like hormones and surgeries and the things that you a trans woman needs and needs to have access to and being and having it a part of your health care plan, it's really, really important to have that. It's really, really key because it just changes your, your quality of life. It just changes it. Absolutely. I can say. I think now it's a it's not totally where it should be, but I think now we are at a place where there's a level of freedom that um as far as like what being passable and not or not passing back in the day like not back in the day but mm, nowadays more than like back in the 90s i see girls ricky girls working more than i saw back in the day like back in the now back in the day it was the passable girls that i would see like at a job at a makeup counter or at a uh, something some anywhere they would have jobs somewhere they'd be more passable but or or there'll be boys at their job and then they'll be dressed up at the club. Like I used to see that a lot back in the nineties where mm. when I see them at the club, they'll have titties and shit, but they'll be they'll have no hair on. They'll have big shirts where you can't see their oh, breasts. And they'll be real androgynous where they could be a boy at work just to survive. Okay. No makeup on. But they have breasts, but you just have they have a big shirt on not showing them. Um, I'll see that. But nowadays, the girls are in full geesh. Totally unpassable. And they, I would see them working somewhere. Like, I seen somebody at a subway. I seen somebody at a, um, you know, I see them working. Oh, like, somebody's giving them a chance. Yeah. Um, so, I think that it's, the tides are changing. It's not perfect now. There's still opportunities, but, um, I'm seeing it more often. That mm-hmm. girls are out here working and doing their thing. At least it's getting better. Yeah, at least it's getting better. Slowly but surely. So, after um, Partell talks about the category, during this scene, Electra is getting her sex change. You see her on her gurney um, under the surgery lights, and she's about to sign in. She's signing her little whatever she signs, and she's going to get um, her sex change. Um... The boss, Stan's boss, tells his wife about Angel. Being messy and lame. Being, he told him, I'm going to show you who I am. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he told him, I said, he said, girl, you try my money, I'm going to try you. <laughs> so, I think Patty, Patty shows you in this scene that she is not a naive wife. Right, I live for that. I do live for this. Because she, she's told him, what did she say? She said, um... She said, I am not some dopey housewife. I'm not trapped in this life. I chose this I chose life. it. And she says, look, I believe you, but I just don't trust you. Yeah. I know you're a snake. I'm it's not, not about me <laughs> thinking you're lying about my husband. It's about, nigga, you tried to fucking kiss me the last time you came. You kissed me. Didn't try, you did. Right. It was a whack ass kiss, and I told you that. <laughs> but 
I don't. Tr- this ain't just about you. T- you coming to protect him and um, tell me protect his work because his work is suffering. This ain't just about that. There's this some about t-girl. there's some conquer. You're trying to conquer mm-hmm. me. And let me tell you something. Even if I wasn't with Stan, you're my late. Late baby. <laughs> I would not be interested. You no, are thank not you. that girl, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he gives her the address to Angel's apartment and she goes to the apartment. The landlord spills the tea that Stan has a lease. Um and he gives her the forwarding address to where Angel is now, which is Blanca's apartment. Mm-hmm. I thought that was an interesting conversation because one thing that he said, the landlord said, well, if I had daughters, I would want them to know. I would want them to know. Mm-hmm. So here you go. But they didn't specify if he was talking about the tea or he would talk about be her being a mistress. You see what I'm saying? He didn't say anything about Angel's tea in the yeah. conversation. So it kind of left it up in the air. Like, is he talking about, I will want to know. I don't think that he knew any tea. Right. That's yeah. what I was thinking. They didn't specify, but because he didn't say anything like, I would want my daughter to know if my husband, if they husbands was with yeah, cause I think a that boy. Yeah, because I think that especially, you know, I think that he would have said something, you know, kind of later. or, or Right. If, like, oh. He just was like, oh, if my daughter was being cheated on, yeah. I would want them to know. And I think that's, that's what it was. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, but he did because he didn't say anything about a tea, and I think he would have. Um, so the scene goes to a ball where the House of Abundance is walking mm-hmm. a category without Electra being there, and they walk against Mugler, and um, it's Candy and Lulu, and they're walking in these red. Working girl outfits. Pretty red. Pretty red, pretty red. Um, and they walk against Mugler and they actually win. Without stepping into their grown womanhood. We're not under um Electra's shadow. She says, Say our names. Say our names, baby. Mm-hmm. Do not fucking call us Electra's children. Right. Say our names. We have names. We're trying to Make our mark as well. Yes, we're in this legendary house, but we have names. So mothers in the are, making, baby. Honey, mothers in the making. Um, I thought it was interesting that it was a finally a lesbian walker. Oh yeah, who walked the ball in in the house of Mugler? There was a lesbian person in the category. A I've bush. always overlooked them in the balls. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Like I don't think I've ever been to a ball. I've been to a ball where they were there, but I've never been to a ball where I saw them walk in categories other than like um the categories are so boring. God, they're so boring. But I this person was walking in a, you know, house category, I guess. So oh, well, that's I thought it was interesting to to see them in that category, but I had never seen them. Um, I would see them there at the ball, but I wouldn't see them actually walk. So this is my first time. Yeah, you had to point it out because I always just, I don't know if I just naturally filter them out of my sight. Really? Yes. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing a lesbian walker, a stud walker walking was pretty, pretty cool. It gives them some visibility within this narrative because yeah. they were a part of this scene as well. Yeah, because May not I, a big part, but 
they were a part of it. Yeah, because I should, like I said, I never would have thought. And I remember I went to an event at University of Houston a couple of uh, months ago, and it was the first time that I had heard a cisgender lesbian woman talk to a trans woman and say, you were my mother in these spaces. When I was coming out and I was, I wasn't, she said she wasn't rejected by her parents, but they didn't make her feel welcome at home. Mm. She could go over Mercedes. There's a girl from um, Houston. Her name is Mercedes. And she's like an old head trans woman. And all the people from Houston is like, that's like our mother, like all of our mother. Like she, we, we would go to peeps. That was the house you could go to Mm. when you ran away from home. That was the house that you can go to and feel safe and feel welcome if your parents don't welcome you. And so I went to when I went to the event, all of these Houston people were on the panel and they were talking about trans issues. It was a trans man, a trans woman, queer woman, gay man, um, and the host. And the queer woman turned around and told her, you know, you were motherhood, you were a representation of motherhood to me. And I had never heard a lesbian woman express that Mm. um so seeing that and hearing that was kind of amazing and groundbreaking for me because it it doesn't matter what branch of the lgbt community um that mother figure still can it kind of can cross those lines it could be anybody who anybody can be your children Mm -hmm. you know it's not just exclusive to like um trans women to gay males and um because i know back in the day Gay males were your mother. It wasn't just a trans woman. Back in the day, like in the 80s. Oh, I've always had a trans woman as my gay mama. Right, but back in the day, it would be a butch queen. It would be a femme butch queen that was your gay mom. I know some, like some of my gay, my gay butch queen friends have gay children. And I've always thought that was kind of awkward. Like, hmm. Okay. Like, I don't know, calling the... Uh, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. This is going to be kind of weird to me. But. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> my gay mom who's a trans woman, her gay mother was a butch queen. Miss Muffet from St. Louis, baby. Not Muffet. <laughs> Miss Muffet, baby. <laughs> um, legendary. Shout out 314. <laughs> Come on. So Miss Muffet was just a femme, big femme gay man. And she was my mother's mother, gay mother. And so no. that was pretty. And isn't Pepper LaBeja... Yeah, Pepper LaBeja was a butch queen. She wasn't no tranny. Oh, I thought she was like a like she lived in drags or something. She was. A I butch think queen. that was, she was a drag queen. I don't think she was no trans woman. Uh, well, I mean, if you to me, if you're living in drag as fish, that's kind of. But I don't think she was living as fish. Oh, oh. I think like Octavia I, was the Octavia and um, Venus was the trans woman. Oh, see, but Pepper LaBeja wasn't a trans well, woman. Well, see, I thought she was on her way out the party, so I thought that's just why she was looking like that. Uh, I'm not for sure. So somebody hashtag us and tell, was Pepper trans or was she um, like just a butch queen? I think she was a butch queen. Probably. I think she was. And she was somebody gay mom. Mm. Yeah, so um yeah, so it could be a boy that's your gay mom or a trans woman that's your gay mom. But especially back in the day. Now it's kinda getting more female figures on your gay mom. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I would never let a butch queen be my gay mama. <laughs> so yeah. Cause you know how you know, the person the the, the mama would usually pick you. 
Right. But baby, if they said, "Oh, I'm your gay mama," uh-huh. what? No, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, so the House of Abundance wins the category. They slay the challenge against Mugler. Mm-hmm. And um as 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 they should. Right. And um their win threatens Electra's motherhood ranking because um Partel was like, honey, you better get out of that hospital and come get your children before you lose your whole house. Right. Because these girls are coming. They went from Electra's kids to mothers in the making. Uh, winning. <laughs> Baby. So Blanca visits the hospital to visit she goes to the hospital to visit Electra after her sex after her sex change and no one else does even her children nobody not her gentleman caller because remember her gentleman her gentleman don't want her to get it and her gentleman caller is on the down low so they can't come and support you and this is the problem with the down low situation like nobody knows y'all relationship like if if they die, you can't come to their funeral. If you die, they can't come to yours. Right. <laughs> it's it's so many things that can happen. That's like kind of I don't uh so annoying. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't show up to he didn't show up to after her surgery or whatever. She had to buy her own fucking flowers. That no, be, I'm that not Blanca showing Clark. up. You done cut off my. You done cut off <laughs> the unicorn's horn, baby. I don't like regular. I'm over it. I don't want no basic ass pony, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> With no horn. Right. Um. So Blanca come in and she's basically like, God, you're such a bitch. Like, and she's basically reading her for fifth about the type of mother that she is. You are a shady ass bitch. You <laughs> are mean. You don't love nobody. Everything is about this fucking ball and winning trophies and what they can bring to the table and what they can do for you. Yeah. You are the shadiest mother in the world. <laughs> Baby, her kids have been reading her. The whole you're late. <laughs> All the kids are like, You are tired and you are late. And she said, But, you know, you the only mama that I know other than my biological mama. And your lateness is not going to stop me from being a good daughter. Because yeah. I remember when you were, you came to my rescue and I wouldn't be on the level that I'm at if it wasn't for you. So I still have a certain level of reverence for you. So, bitch, I'm here. And, <laughs> and here goes Blanca pulling at my heartstrings again. again. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I thought that was interesting. And then finally you get to see a little warmth from... Electra. You see a real genuine smile. You know, I guess I put these cheap ass flowers and from the I deli say, in a vase. <laughs> I was really that. I really like to see Electra smiling like that, like mm-hmm. all like out of out of, when she's out of like bitch mode. Right. Like she came through. Like the bitch mode had broke for a second. It was really nice, but like the sun parted the clouds for a moment, <laughs> just for a little moment. <laughs> Um, she gave you a little bit of warmth in that ice cold heart. Right. <laughs> um, so Blanca goes to her mom's wake. I want you to talk about, have you ever been to a gay funeral? Uh, yes. Um, I want you to talk about the differences you experience at a gay funeral compared to a six funeral. Um, it's a lot more whispering. It's a lot more... You know, um, you know, 
is that so and so? Right. You know, um, it's just a lot more drama. It's a lot, it, they're very. I feel like gay weddings are t- tension filled. Gay funerals. I mean funerals. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I keep saying weddings? Um, <laughs> I always feel like there's tension in the air at a gay funeral. I always feel like the, a fight could break out at any time. I wow. always, yes. Uh, depending on whose funeral it is, um, I don't know. I never really feel safe at a gay funeral. That is, that's something to say. Yes, I never feel safe at a gay funeral ever. Mm, um, it does feel like a lot of tension. One of the things that I notice, everybody is looking at what everybody got on when they come to the gay funeral because everybody is coming beat. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. kind of almost like a fashion show um just in black <laughs> um i feel like there's always this tension between the family and the fr- the family the power that they have over the funeral if mm-hmm. they pay for it and the gay family like who is running it who is what's going to be said who's going to say what right um um, what's going to be allowed? Where is the funeral going to be held? Is it at this church that they're going to be preaching fire and brimstone? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be really direct about their gay hate, or are they going to be subtle about their gay hate? Because there's a subtle, there's a subtleness that can happen where we know the life that they lived, mm-hmm. and da 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 da. Or the obituary got their boy name in quotation marks. If you're a trans woman. Or their girl name in quotation marks. I mean, yeah, if you're trans. If you're a trans woman, it'll be Lawrence William Boone the third. Right. um, Question mark, Keisha. Uh, Keisha. (laughs) (laughs) And then they, you know, are they going to bury her as as a girl? If it's a a trans woman, are they going to braid her hair up and put her in a suit? Because that's what they did to my friend. Yeah. Knowing, and we're like, and this to me, to me, person. that's the most. Oh God, that is like the ultimate biggest sign of disrespect. Right for a trans man, absolutely. Yeah, like, um, but that's why you we should get our affairs and orders and our wills and all the the money, the insurance money. Make sure it's going to somebody who um, will do you right, send you home right. Yeah, I'll send you home right, Diamond. My brother, <laughs> not that I think you wouldn't, but. <laughs> I know I already have my things in order with my brother. We've already talked about she it. She really liked braids, cornrows. She <laughs> no, really loved them. <laughs> no. Um, I, every motherfucker I know, I already told everybody, if they put me in a motherfucking suit, kick the casket down. Kick it down. Kick it down. I'm dead. That's not me in that fucking body. Kick <laughs> the casket down and walk out. <laughs> kick it come on Deja kick it kick it and walk out that motherfucker and cuss every motherfucker out at the funeral home every <laughs> kick I mean go the fuck off that don't worry about respecting my body that ain't me No, that shell is gone kick the casket out kick it over <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, and and leave shut that motherfucker down and leave this visual baby <laughs> hello <laughs> this ain't my mother <laughs> boom this ain't diamond boom i no. want you to tear that motherfucker whole place up and leave Mm-mm-mm. now pay for that <laughs> but no I, I i my family is accepting of me so i don't think that they would do do me like that but i also don't want to be like open casket fish eater 
Really? No, 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 no. I oh, because do... you don't want people's last memory to be of you in the casket. In a casket, yeah. So yeah. Be, and because I regret that. I re, I have an aunt that I love dearly, and she passed away. And one of the things that I regret is coming up to her casket and seeing her because that is my last visual representation of her. And I don't like that being in my mind. I wanted to just remember her living. And so I like right now I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, my God, that memory of her being cold and dead in the casket was late to me. Mm-hmm. So my best friend died in October of 2014. And I, when I went to his wake, I didn't go up to the casket. And I'm glad that I didn't because my only my only memories of him, Mario, is um, is the happy um, his him being alive and me seeing him alive. Yeah. So I don't I don't like that memory. So I don't really want that memory of people of me. So I really don't want that. I'm not necessarily sure if I want to be cremated, but I definitely at my wake put some pretty pictures of honey, mm-hmm. and then get of me looking be of me looking be my favorite Facebook pictures. Right. <laughs> put them on some sign with some flowers. Put them on some stands with some flowers around them, and you know, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of what I would want, and. As far as gay funerals, I think that, um, yeah, you got a, a gay and trans. I think you got to worry about somebody bringing their ideology into the space where that is meant to be revering you. Like, this is their chance to show out, oh, she came in this world as a boy. We're going to put her out as a boy. Um, like, it's their, mm-hmm. this is their time where they can really fuck you over. They can really affirm you. But I think like a funeral is for the people who love you. So why wouldn't you? I just know that the majority of the gay funerals I've gone to, uh, where and most of them has been trans. Mm-hmm. It's like I can, it, it's like a 50-50 thing. You don't know. Like I, I've went to some and they, they wear they braids and suits. Mm-hmm. Navy, like, Navy suit. Like, <laughs> you know, like when I first was in the scene, I would hear stories of like, oh, so, you know, so-and-so died and they buried her as a boy. And I'm like, oh, wow, horrible. I heard a couple stories and, then, you know, I went to a funeral one day and boom, there it was. Yeah. And so it, it happens. I've it seen happens. It happens. Yeah. So it, it, it happens a lot. Yeah. I, oh, and it always, oh, I just, ooh. That's why you get your affairs in order and trust those affairs with people who are going to send you home right. Amen. So she um she goes to the wake. The the um what I enjoy oh what I enjoy about this part is the intertwining of Latin and Spanish. Cause you really because she's a um Afro Latinx person mm-hmm. you get into this afro latina family you know i would have loved to hear a little bit more spanish or spanglish because i feel like some of these people's accent you can tell that their native language is spanish and i feel like you would hear it more i would feel like their spanish would be more now i know this is an english-speaking show but i would love it to be a little bit more just a little bit more not a lot but just a little not a, not enough to ruin my English speaking experience, but enough to be a little bit more authentic. I think it would be cool. I have enough Spanish already. I don't need no more. Not in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that um 
I enjoyed that this particular um, scene kind of showed you this um, Latinx family. Um, her her auntie invited Blanca to the repast. Oh, I forgot. I skipped a part. Um, Blanca was up talking to her mom, and the brother came up kind of telling her to leave and that kind of stuff. And Pray Tell came up and was like, yo, costness, um, kindness does not cost you anything. Mm-hmm. So back the fuck up off my daughter <laughs> or my sister right. and get the fuck on. Let her say her goodbyes. Let her say baby. her goodbyes. And so I love that they were there protecting her. Her family was there to support her and um, protect her. Unlike when we first saw her in the very first scene of the show, she was at the place alone getting tested. Oh, right, her. yeah. Remember, she was by herself. Mm-hmm. And then now, in this hard moment, she's built her community. Mm-hmm. She's built family with these people. And they're here to support. And now, finally, she has a place. I had never even thought about it. Yeah, she finally has a support system that she has built based on her love and her caring for these people. They're here here for her in her uh, uh, hard time now. Blanca and her Isle of Misfit Toys. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... The auntie invites Blanca to the repast. She goes. They have a little moment on the couch. She tells her, go fix you something to eat. Yeah, that was and, nice. And um, she goes and. Um, the cool auntie. The cool auntie. And start fix, fixing her a plate. And then she looks in the cabinet. Her mother's recipe book is in the cabinet. So the do- the sister, her sister and the brother, um. They, when she closed the cabinet, they're standing right there like, okay, are you about to go with this? Right. You know, are you about to leave? And she was like, I'm fixing me a plate to go, so let me get my things. Let me get my things and go. Like, you know, cool. And she, and the dude was, her brother was like, what's that you got you holding? He was like, oh, and she was like, this is mommy's notebook. Recipe book. Recipe book. And he was like, no, put it down. You're not taking that. Uh-huh. And she was like, what? And then she looks on the daughter's finger and sees her mama's ring. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, bitch, I can't take the recipe book, but you taking her fucking jewelry? Like, come on, bitch. She said mommy gave that to her. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh-huh. And then her the brother started to get violent. So for me, I don't take violence well. So if I was in this situation, we would have been tearing her mama house up. <laughs> me okay. and me and brother would have been twirling, but you know maybe you know she is the youngest, and they she might have still have some fear of big brother or whatever. Oh, I don't um, know. I just don't like the fact that they. I don't like a oh, fan. Like I don't like how when things get physical, she doesn't really fight back. Like yeah, she, she she'll she'll give you a little verbal or you know stand. You from like the Bronx, this. bitch? Yeah, like you ain't you, got no fight in you. You don't do nothing. You just let some niggas just hem you up like that. Like I don't know, and, and that's not the only. It's been other scenes like when she got tossed out of the bar, and you know a couple other scenes where when things get a little physical, she just kind of cowers and just I I hate that. Like I want to see her stand up for herself physically. Somehow, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a a twirl or her, but girl, like push him off you. Yeah, because I don't know. I didn't grow up in a space where trans women didn't twirl. Yeah. I didn't. I did not grow up. All the trans women I know were fighters. Well, not all. No, no, no. Not all of them. 
but the ones I hung with. <laughs> that I hung with, we were twirlers. We will fight on the bus. We fight at the mall. We fighting. You call us some fags, twirl. Right. <laughs> you call, you can, <laughs> that's just how we were. I remember me and Deja was on the fucking bus, and we got off the bus and was twirling niggas. No. Like, it was, this just what it was. We was about to twirl on the bus. We got off the bus, twirled them. It, it just, that's what it is. We we going at, we going at your fucking head. It ain't no, I don't know. I think it's, and then my mother, my mother was, that's how my mother taught me. It was like, you don't let no motherfuckers run over you. Yeah. My mother used to say this all the time. Your ass may be a fag, but you ain't going to be no motherfucking punk. Uh-huh. That's literally what she would say. And so she and it and it, this was when I was young. I wouldn't even have a sex yet. <laughs> I wouldn't even admitting I was gay or anything like that. You What's feel what I'm the saying? fag, mommy? <laughs> yeah, she was. She would say that, and and I, it was just her affectionate way saying, "I'm gonna teach you how to protect yourself. You might be some, because you know she didn't know I was gonna grow up to be trans. She thought that I might grow up to be a gay male. Mm-hmm. And so that's what she would say. She'd say, you might be a fag, but you ain't gonna be no motherfucking punk. You gonna go out here and fight these motherfucking niggas. And when <laughs> I would be getting bullied, she would never let me run from no fucking bullies. You gonna go out here and fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she would do. So I grew up around girls that, trans girls that twirl. Like, it just that's just what it was. Mm-hmm. I know some that didn't that let people punk them, but it just, I don't, most of them did not. So I think I would've wanted her to twirl him. So then he taught he calls Blanca and basically not just Blanca all the gays child molesters and so we go into the trope of gay trans folks and back here gay and trans to the outside world they didn't have the education we didn't have the language to separate them. So mm. you, like she, like the sister told her, you a gay male dressed in women's clothes. Yeah. So there was, an, and this time in the 80s, it wasn't much separation of us. They thought of us all the same thing. You're just a man that dressed up in girl clothes. It wasn't, even transgender wasn't a word that just was thrown around. Um, wow, even if you were like extremely passable. And you just... still was, they called you a transvestite. Transvestite was the word. Transsexual was the word. Um, it, transgender, that umbrella term, was not out, was not just popular like it is now. Um, and so uh, this goes to that trope of all gay people are molesters. All um, This is what they thought, regardless yeah. of... I've all, I mean, that, yeah. I That's wanna, always been a trope I'm, of the gay community. <laughs> yeah. Which is strange to me. How did it, how did that even become popular though? Like what? Like was there a period in time where like I I don't get it. Like where there was like a lot of like gay molesters like back in the eighteen hundreds or something, and it's just some old thing that just stuck or like where'd that come from? No, I think you you're a sexual deviant. So oh. there used to be propaganda put out about it. There used to be, you know, in the same way that um, the birth of a nation was propaganda against, like, black men and black people and saying that, you know, they would say that the black men was crazed. I and, forgot that they, they did crazy stuff like they that. They used to do the same kind of propaganda, not in a big film like the birth of a nation, but they would do the same kind of propaganda around gayness and homosexuality. Oh. 
and stuff like that. They used to have commercials. I, if I'm a, when we get done with this, I'm gonna show you these commercials from back in the day. They were anti-gay commercials. No. They black and white and funny. They're on YouTube, <laughs> but um, crazy. Um, but they're funny. It just you see how day outdated they are. It's kind of crazy. So, um, Electra has a dinner with her kids. And plans to storm the Mother's Day ball. Mm -hmm. Um, Blanca's kids are... um, Angel is worried about being beat by a post-op Electra. (laughs) (laughs) Electra in her final form. In her final form, baby. (laughs) You know, you came to battle me, level 50. Mother has leveled up. (laughs) (laughs) Blanca brings the recipe... um, Oh, Blanca's sister brings the recipe book to Blanca's house to give her some closure. How sweet. How nice. And, you know, they have a moment together, and she basically tells her that, you know, your mother, you like the best of part, best parts of mom. Oh, that was so nice when she yeah, said that. She said, you, like, she said, you're the best parts of her. I said, oh! Especially after all that negativity at the yes, house. And the they had to leave after the violence. It just definitely was a, a heartstrings moment. Um, that gave her closure, and she finally got her mother's cookbooks. And um, I was very happy when she got her cookbook. I now this there's a before this scene starts, she's in the kitchen cooking with Damon. Okay. Now they mix in this mix, and she asked him, "Did he put the eggs? Did he put the butter?" Baby, <laughs> let me tell you something. Now she now based on the timeline. Now the sister said that she would grow. She grew up, and the time that they had a, together, the mama, her and the mama, was kitchen time. Okay, right? Why you gotta bring this up, Diamond? Cause I need to bring it up. Cause it doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> so she said her and her mama, when they had time alone, cause she was a child only. She was a baby. When they had time alone, uh-huh. it was her in the kitchen with the mama. Yeah. And she didn't transition until <laughs> later in life. So the whole and when she was in the kitchen with her mama, she was a little little boy, right? Remember? Now all these years you live with your mama cooking with her, and you didn't motherfucking know you needed to add milk to some basic ass fucking pancake. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what did you learn (laughs) in this kitchen time with Baba? Blanca, I don't know what to say. Oh, child. You didn't know to add some fucking milk to some basic ass pancakes. I'm sorry. That kind of threw me off. And Damon, your ass, you didn't like pancakes. It ain't like you baking a hard ass cake or a pecan pie or a um, sweet potato pie and get it right or a cheesecake. Some fucking pancakes. Well, it was just a little thick. We'll just say that they just didn't add enough milk. They needed some milk. They didn't add no milk at all. <laughs> Child. Poor baby. I was over it when I seen that. I was like. She really was. I was, I'm was. i like, so y'all, I, I understand why y'all trying to set the scene up, but that kind of pissed me off. That was unrealistic. I mean, It should have been a more complicated dish. Yeah, she really like sat there and like dissected the whole scene and like had a whole like 15 minute conversation about it. So. And you know why? Because I'm a cook and I and I was <laughs> in the kitchen with my mama cooking and you pick up some things right. and basic ass motherfucking pancakes you know how to make. It's <laughs> a girl. I'm, I'm getting the cookbook anyway. I ain't gotta remember this. I'm, I'm getting mama cookbook. Uh, please. So 
Patty, it goes to the scene where Patty is getting dressed up and beat. Beat, baby. To go see Angel. Oh, that girl. <laughs> so she has Angel's forwarding address. So she's getting dressed up and beat. Stan done got her a car, so she got to go to different places. She done gave Stan an excuse that it's a, she told him that it was a girl's night out. But she's really going to see the girls. <laughs> um, she tips um, to Blanca's apartment to find Angel, but only person is there is Poppy. He unknowingly, he's trying to sell her drugs and shit. She was like, I ain't trying to get no drugs. Nigga, I'm looking for Angel. <laughs> I ain't got no heart. I just got weed. Right. I got <laughs> like, no goes down. So trady. You better go to jail. Talk about you a cop. <laughs> Fuck me. I was like, Poppy, if you don't go sit your naive low budget drug selling down. <laughs> <laughs> so he unknowingly gives gets a ride from her in her little limousine to the Mother's Day ball. <clears throat> so when you when the scene goes to Poppy telling her, "Come on, are you coming?" Mm-hmm. and she's getting out the limousine walking into the ball. So the music that is playing on this part, I don't really know that song. I don't remember what it was. It's some kind of song that's playing during this part. And this is the only time that I felt like whoever is the I musical do like, director. I, I do like that song, though. It's, if it's the song that, that's playing when they're walking on the on the walk, you know. No, not when they're walking. When she walks in. Oh, yeah. I can't it's recall. another song. Yeah, I don't remember. So this is the only time that I feel like the music director did not make the right choice. The song that I feel like would have been perfect for this would have been Guns N' Roses, Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. I thought it would have been sickening. Now that I think about it, that would have been a funny, like a more interesting song. It yes, it would have been perfect. Because it, it came out in 87, so it was still, it was directly relevant to this time. Mm-hmm. And it would have been perfect because she's this is a white bread, a white girl coming into this whole new black, and Latino world of yeah. the underground. <laughs> like, come Yeah, it would have really set the mood. I think it would have really set the mood. That's the only thing that I felt like, the only time they should could have got a better song. But anyway, I'm not the musical director. <laughs> I'm just making my commentary. Right. Um, so when you come in, when um, Patty comes in, the label category is going on. Can you describe what the label category is? The label category is when you walk and try to show off your fancy items, your fancy garments and accessories, your bags, your coats, your boots, your eyewear, footwear, hats, all the things. All the things that are high fashion label. High fashion. I-N. Very expensive. Right. That's a label category. So I thought it was interesting that all every time we get a category that pops up on polls, Mm -hmm. somebody that is really in the scene that walks this category. Oh, I love that. Is actually one of the participants. So they are picking, plucking people in the real ball scene to do a scene on polls. Yeah. Anybody who is in the ball scene know who is Queen Mother label category who is it uh oh, why why is her name uh stephanie, stephanie milan yeah why did you say i told you not to say anything <laughs> it was gonna come stephanie is but, mother label but i'm i'm sure i i they I, I don't see why they would not ask her to be involved there i'm sure there had to be a reason why she wasn't involved 
why was Stephanie turned down being on the show? No, I really want to try to give them some grace here and let them make it, but girl, I, I can't possibly see Stephanie not wanting to do it. Not wanting to do the label? Like what? And, oh God, that would have been, ooh, Stephanie. I would love, yes, Stephanie is queen mother label. She's yes. that girl. I live for Stephanie. So anyway, but was, I don't know. I, somebody, hashtag Marsha's Play, let us know if you know any tea about why Stephanie did not come on polls or why they didn't ask her who didn't connect. Stephanie is Queen Mother Labels category. She would have been perfect on that scene or at least on the panel. I mean, they be having, they've been having everybody. On the panel. Did we not clock? Did I not clock? Is she on the panel? Like, cause I didn't see I her. I don't think I seen her. I think I would have clocked her. Cause I've been looking at the panel. Yes, I'd be looking to see who I know. So Stephanie would have been love on that panel, judging that label category. Oh, I want to. I would want to see her walk. If they had, her, if yeah, she were, I would I have do. to see her. I walk. love. I lo- yeah. oh, Stephanie is my girl. Well, not I don't know her, but you know I love. I know, her. but I appreciate. Wa- <laughs> I appreciate her what she does. Yeah. Um. So I would have loved to see Stephanie do a cameo. She's Queen Mother Labels. Um. So, Patty, finally. <laughs> There's a scene. It is time for. <clears throat> God, I don't know. Got some film in my throat. So, Electra walks finally after her mm-hmm. surgery. She comes out with this black catsuit that's sparkly and this big yellow, like, cape thingy. A cape. It's super big and flowy. And she raises it up, and then when she brings it down, her daughters, because that's the theme, is the mother presents her daughters. And then, um, so Candy and Lulu is sitting at the table drinking tea. I had lived for that. I thought it was sickening. They looked big. It was cute. They was giving you storyline. Pratel said it, honey. They, they're serving you high tea at noon, and you motherfuckers only know about Lipton from the deli. Pratel <laughs> was looking like he should have been down there pouring some tea cups. Uh, yes, he was looking big. <laughs> I said, oh, that would have been a super sickening thing. Exactly. So they're, they're looking big. They're looking loved. And finally, Blanca. Mm-hmm. Comes through looking like Elsa, honey. Looking like Elsa with her um, blue ice blue cape on. Ooh, that was so pretty. Flowing, um, chiffon flowing in the wind, mm. looking be, and she presents Angel. Yeah. So Patty is in the audience. Mother Stan's wife is in the audience looking for Angel, and finally she gets to see Angel. And how many side chicks get to say that their mistress get to see her, get to see you? In your glory, like in your moment, in where your you're element, in your baby. element, be looking good. That girl, baby, <laughs> being that girl in the spotlight, in under the, the spotlight, warm, under bright the light. warm bright light, <laughs> baby. So she get to see Angel, like B at the ball, trying to win a category. So I'm not just. You catch me looking cute one Too day. Dead. I'm beat. Too dead. <laughs> right. Too dead, bitch. Trying beat. to win this category. So you first time you see me, I'm in my element hall. Yes. yes. So I got my life there. And then the whoever the director slowed it down. So you got into Miss India Moore's mug, baby. Eat your heart out, Patty. Eat your heart out, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> so Patty's looking like, oh, so not only 
you don't look like me at all. <laughs> Exotic <laughs> Latina. Yes. You not only don't look like me, but you're a boy. <laughs> and you look this good. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, how I just can't imagine how if I was a wife, how that would make me feel. You don't compete when you don't compare, baby. <laughs> that is crazy i just i just can imagine and so electra wins the category and takes the trophy home so the scene goes to um the scene goes to angel coming out of the ball and approaching electra and approaching electra Mm -hmm. telling her um I don't think you should have won. You shouldn't have slayed us because we was looking sickening tonight. (laughs) But y'all took the trophy home. Y'all got grandpas. That's cute. But really, I want to congratulate you on your surgery. Because, you know, Angel wants the surgery. Angel, you are where I want to be at now, bitch. Mm -hmm. And so she's congratulating her. Maybe if we get get in cahoots and talk to you, tell me how you got that pussy. Right. (laughs) Smart girl. Smart girl. Um, let me congratulate you. And, you know, Electra beats her cunty, shady self. <laughs> oh, that's nice, girl. But mm-hmm. next time, give me some gifts from Saks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Tip off with my trophies <laughs> in wagon. Right. The wagon lady. <laughs> the wagon lady. <laughs> and so, soon as Angel turns around, Patty is in her face. Hey. Hey. I'm Stan's wife. <laughs> And the gasp and the drawback. And the <gasps> gag. Cliffhanger. Yes, end of show. Baby. <laughs> so, what do you think about Patty? I so, like Patty. You like Patty, so I do too. I like Patty a lot. So, I'm always pro wife. So, even if I'm the mistress, I'm always pro wife. I don't know mm. why, because I feel like this is your. I don't know. I can't explain it. I like you, you know, you got the guy. He married you. He put the ring on you. So if anybody is being deceived or mistreated, it's you. Yeah. Um, so I'm always pro wife, but I'm a trans woman. So I'm pro trans woman mistress too. <laughs> so I'm pro angel. So it's like, I don't know. It makes me like, I, I'm really torn about what's going to happen. So let's do some speculation. Mm-hmm. What do you think? How do you think the writers of Pose are going to handle this situation? I think that Patty and Angel are going to eventually come together and get into it with Stan. And something's going to happen from that. And then Stan's going to kill Angel. Damn. Oh, I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> 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 I was talking about the end. What she gonna say when they have a conversation, bitch? You done went to the hole. Oh. He's gonna kill Angel. Damn. Mm. Well, Deja said something interesting. What'd she say? Hey, Deja girl. Hey. Um, <laughs> she said that she feels like Angel's character is going after Venus, is being replicated after Venus extravaganza. Well, yeah, that's, I remember somebody had mentioned that to me, and that has what, that's what immediately kind of popped in my mind when you asked me that. I was right. Like, mm. So if you watch Paris is Burning, 
um, the girl who says, touch all this skin, darling. Touch you are nothing. This well, she's like, you are nothing but an overgrown, overgrown orangutan. <laughs> so she, um, you know, that girl, eventually, by the end of the documentary. She had been murdered. She had been murdered and found under a mattress in a hotel. Was it? A, yeah, it was a hotel. Yeah. And in the case, they couldn't tell, based on the video surveillance, if the assailant was a man or a woman in the hotel's video, in the real life, they couldn't tell if it was a man oh. or a woman in the video surveillance. I never knew that. And so Deja was like, <gasps> oh, right. oh, so, Deja, so Deja said, if it's replicating off of Venus, it could, you don't They're going to get her together, girl. So it could be Patty oh getting her together God. or it could be Sam getting her together. I never even thought but about But then that. Ryan, um, Ryan Murphy went on like this Twitter rant and was like, no, this is going to be a positive show. And so oh, okay, it might not be no death, but yo, I want some real shit. So if ain't no motherfucker getting killed, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be mad. Positivity is nice, but I need some. I, I need, need some I need, realism I need too. Some tea, and trans baby. women is out here getting killed. Right. So somebody need to go out, show, show the world. You you setting up the world to see real shit in real circumstances. Mm -hmm. Show them how this can turn out. Make it complicated. Make it. I want them to see the complexity of oh, but I have relationships. A, I have a feeling that he's gonna do that. Yeah, I want them to see. I don't just want you to see death for fucking death porn and trauma porn. I don't want that. I want to see it. I want you to tell the story of how it's more complicated than oh she was tricking people. Yeah. I, oh she was deceiving somebody. Oh she was a prostitute. So this what comes with that territory. Oh that simplified narrative that we see in articles about trans women's death. I don't want that. I want you to und. I, I, I live. These are lived experiences that I have been in, and I've been almost killed by a man that I was dating. And it had nothing to do with me deceiving him. He knew everything. It wasn't a trick. Do you feel that with Janet being on the, uh, Janet Mock being on the, uh, you know, included that she may cover that? Or do you? I, I don't, Janet is a girl from Hawaii. Also, you feel like she may not be, she may not have She been. used to be a sex worker, oh. but I don't know if... I don't know if she has the range of life experiences to put her in that. I don't know. And reading her book, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it. Mm. I don't think she's been through a lot of traumatic situations. Well, so, I think I think Ryan's pretty good at getting the realness in there. The the real yeah. So I hope so. I hope so. I, hope so. I really hope so. I really so. hope that they pull it to pull it together. So she said that um, Angel might get. Um, murdered by one of the two i don't know so that could be the case but i would talk about patty in regards to um what is she gonna say so what i've all what i've said i don't know oh well i yeah patty ain't no fucking melania trump she ain't no i was raised in class patty is a 80s jersey girl right more than likely she got some races in her she's white <laughs> 
<laughs> she got some races. She got some. Um... First of all, she didn't come from money. You met her mama. Her mama looked like an old school Jersey mother. They probably didn't grow up with money. They didn't grow up with money. Mm-hmm. They're like working class girls. And so Stan is introducing her to a life that she never had. Coins, stability, this beautiful house, mm. family. You think I'm gonna let this tranny motherfucker come and ruin it? Now that makes me even more that she's gonna kill her. I'm like, mm, she finally has this. She finally has this dream life. She just was talking about, ooh, I'm tasting lobster for the first time, mm, and, and the tastes- best thing about it is it's delicious. But I'm having it here with my husband. It tastes so good, baby. Remember, she said that. And you think I'm going to let you? I want to keep having lobster, bitch. This Puerto Rican? Puerto this Rican cross-dresser? Dominican cross-dresser? Come in and steal my husband? No! <laughs> Patty, Patty just told him, nigga, I don't trust your motherfucking ass. <laughs> I knew what you she, think? She, I knew yeah. when she said that. <laughs> she, I, Patty got some hood chick in her, I think. And Patty... Ain't having it. Right. She's like, bitch, let's, that's my fucking husband. I don't know how long they're going to have the conversation. Oh, God, I got to hear that conversation. It'll be tomorrow. Oh. I mean, tonight. Ugh. Um, How do you think? So I don't think she's going to give Angel no grace. I don't think it at all. I think she's going to be like, bitch, that's my husband. You're breaking up a happy home. Oh, yeah. I really, I can't. I want to hear how they are going to deliver. Or she may probably try to pay her off or something, or go somewhere. Know. Yeah. So what? No, I don't think that. She ain't got the money. Stan got the money. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I need her. This is this is just me. I need her to give the cis woman speech. What's this woman? Oh. You are a fucking man. You You'll are trying to be no me. Children. You'll never. I give him babies. I'm his wife. You'll never be me. You want to be me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you do with all them surgeries. You can do whatever you want. Mutilating your body. You still gonna be a man. Never gonna be a woman, baby. You never gonna be a woman. I have kids. I give him babies. <laughs> I want her to give all of that. <laughs> all the classic. <laughs> the classic tease. No. You want to be me. I got what you want. You do all of that, and I got it naturally. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want her to give all those teas. <laughs> no matter how big your implants are in your chest, you are you still a man. still a man. <laughs> yeah, you pretty. But that's all fake. I'm natural beauty. <laughs> Not, yeah, you pretty. But that's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm natural beauty. Right. Bitch. God given. <laughs> Not out here pretending. Pretending. <laughs> Not made in a lab. A science project. <laughs> what are you? What, are, what? I mean. I don't even know what you are. Yeah, very bad. I wanted her to give all that. Because that's what cis women give. Like, shady, not all, of course not. But when they mad at you, they give you all of that. Especially especially <laughs> if you've been having that trade. Oh, yes, God. 
all the levels of invalidation that they go through. All the what? levels. It's so funny. What do you mean? They try to tear everything you down. You could be standing there looking like Cindy Crawford, baby. Naomi Campbell mixed. <laughs> sitting there just looking beat. You're still a man. You're still a man. And <laughs> ugly. I can tell you a man. <laughs> Look at your hands. <laughs> Look, at, Look at this. Look at your I can <laughs> see your Adam's apple, bitch. You sitting in there with no flaws. Look at your kneecaps. And they can see everything. <laughs> Look at the tendons on the back of your legs. <laughs> Look at your elbows. I can tell you're a man by your elbows. Your, it's it's the way your eyebrows sit, I can tell. Right. <laughs> the way your nostrils flare, I can tell you that a man. The things I have heard. <laughs> you know the way the veins on the side of your neck. <laughs> and they really do say <laughs> these things. the weirdest things where you like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what you think Angel going to say? Um, I think Angel is going to, I think Angel's going to play stupid. Mm. Smart girl. Because, yeah. <laughs> baby, me, I'm saying, who's staying? <laughs> who's that? Who's staying, baby? My, the husband, the man on your lease uh, that I saw. Stanley I Bowman. I, I stay with my gay mom named Blanca. No, I saw your name on the buzzer. Angel, apartment number 10. Do you know how many women named our Angel? What are you talking about? Don't play. Don't lie to me. What? <laughs> you are a stranger. I don't know you. I don't know Stan. I'm coming to you as a woman. That's fine, but you're coming and to me you as could a stranger. I'm showing you respect. You could at least be honest with me. I'm, I already know. You're coming saw, to me as a stranger. I don't know you like white lady. I how, don't know you. How long have you been white fucking lady, my husband? White lady, why are you How here? long have you been fucking my husband? Why are you here? Who are you? I don't know your husband. Do you penetrate him? I don't know your husband, darling. <laughs> you have me confused with someone else. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you man. You're a man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the landlord told me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end. Tell me what y'all think. How y'all think Patty is going to, when if they sit down and talk, what do you think Patty is going to say? What do you think Angel is going to respond? Is Angel going to spill all the beans? Mm, or is Angel going to deny it? What is she going to do? Or is Patty going to use Angel for info and more tea and then kill her? Mm. Or something. I don't know. You never know. She's well, we don't want to see Angel she, die. I just feel like she's going to get got. I feel like they're going to get her together. Like, you really make, you really got to be thinking now that Patty, I, you like something's going to transpire and Patty and Stan are going to do something and kill her. But mm. I don't know. I don't want to, but I oh don't I hope I hope they don't kill her though. But it's Ryan Murphy and he he don't mind knocking he, off a character. Yes, he will he will kill you dead, baby. He will kill you soon as look at you. Yes, <laughs> so we never know. All right, well that's the end of this review of episode five. Tell us what y'all think. Tell us what you think, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes, 
and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right.